A couple hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. Tell me you're an investigator. More or less. Today, because of your curse thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. I'm not a teen. I'm your boss. Or else you might feel a moment of true happiness. You got already an addiction to the brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except for the bulk of it, where I was nearly tortured to death. Become evil again. You're a demon hunter. Rogue demon hunter. And kill everyone. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Thanks, Cornelia. Hello. How's it going? Eh, you know. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> A little delayed, but we're still here. Welcome to Ale with Angel. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Today we're reviewing season two, episode seventeen, Disharmony. Disharmony. Yes. I feel like there's another word for that. Um, dissonance. Di- Ooh, I like that word. Discord. Dissonance is a good word. It is a good word. I know. That's why I invented it. You you didn't invent it. You don't know that. No, I I do, actually. You don't know me. Mm-mm. I've known you for like 12 years. So yeah, welcome to Beer with Buffy, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ale with Angel. Yes, Ale with Angel. Did you say Ale with Angel before? Yes, I did. Okay, good. I wasn't paying attention. I, you rarely are. We're coming at you today from one of my places of employment, a big old creepy opera house. For the first time ever, we are doing our podcast from not my apartment. Yeah, and we've had like 10 different locations already. Um, We're the podcast that just won't stop moving around. And it's fine. Yeah, four locations. Okay, a this few. This is our fifth. A this few. is our fifth location. Yeah, well, hey, that's what I said divided by two, so that's <laughs> pretty much the same thing. No. There's two of us, oh, that's so that, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like numerology. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting location recording here. We could have an audience if we really wanted. Yeah, I mean, it'd be illegal. Either that or we'd have to charge, uh, we'd have to pay thousands of dollars for rental of the facility. Yeah. I don't get an employee discount, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's still a pretty nice place. We're just holed up in the audio booth. Just really hoping that the acoustics aren't super fucked up. Let us know if they are. I'd be curious. I'll probably hear it myself when I'm editing. Not worried about it. This is also, uh, due to the nature of the location, a completely sober episode of Ale with Angel. Yeah. Sorry to break all your little hearts. Yeah. All your little alcoholic, greasy, black hearts. <laughs> but uh, I'm just not willing to risk my job. Although we could almost certainly get away with it. No problem. Yeah. Uh, we're just not going to try. No. Not no, going to try. Um, one of us being unemployed is plenty. Yeah. It's more than enough. More than enough. But I do. I did, uh, for the occasion, buy this little... Uh, it's called Olipop Orange Squeeze Sparkling Tonic. Non-GMO, um, <laughs> supports digestive and immune health, prebiotics, botanicals, and plant fiber. I'm going to try that right now. Oh, and to uh, whoever it was that recommended that I try the wine called Kung Fu Girl Riesling, uh, I was going to drink it on the podcast, but it was the only booze I had in the house on my birthday, and we were hanging out playing some Mario Kart, and I drank it, and uh, it tasted like... Every other white wine I've ever had in my life, which isn't bad. So thank you 
for that good uh, suggestion. And in, in my view, it would taste like every other white wine I've ever had, which I don't like. Which is a bad thing for Rex, <laughs> yes. but he's just a bad person, which we learn all about on this episode of Angel. It's all about good people and bad people. Okay. <laughs> it's super complicated. So I, I'm just going to let that marinade, let that concept roll around. <laughs> um, grab your marbles. Unless you've lost them, in which case that explains why you're listening to our podcast. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> hey, you know what I heard is that we have a new review from the UK. We do. You should go ahead and read that because you know what we like is when people review us on iTunes. It doesn't matter what part of the planet you're from. We like to hear those types of things. And it's good for our, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? Our prebiotic fibers in our butts or wherever those are. It helps us poop. It makes us poop real nice. Rex isn't disagreeing, so that means I'm right. Momentary pause as the fucking image is not loading now. <laughs> but yeah, the the algorithms, the iTunes algorithms, they're uh, they get much better the more you uh, diddle them. You just gotta you gotta walk up to those iTunes algorithms and just go right up in their uh, right up in their taints. Give them a good little tickle. With some nice words about how you like our podcast, and it makes everything better. I mean, you can you can banter, Rex. You don't just have to look up the review while I'm going on and on and on about. I I actually can't. I oh, you can't multitask. Not in that way. Not with well, speaking. Well, that's fair because I'm not uh, multitasking. I'm just riffing, and it's all that I have to do. It's all right. There it is. They they call this improve. I took an improve class one time. There it's, it is. Got it. <laughs> the review from the UK uh, was posted June 21st. So we're a little behind on this one. Yeah. Written by Ranny. Ranny, I guess I would pronounce it that way. Are there multiple R's? There are five R's. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go ahead and do it for you. Yeah, there you go. Annie. Yeah, I can't I can't roll my R's. <laughs> Annie. There it is. Um. Titled, I'm totally in love with this podcast with two, count them, one, two exclamation points. <gasps> oh my. As you may guess, it is a five-star review, Whoa. and it reads, I randomly found this podcast when I was drunk. How appropriate. Yeah. I actually can't remember why I searched for Buffy. <laughs> Do you need an excuse? <laughs> Roll on a few months later, and I am absolutely hooked i binged to catch up and now i'm a bit sad that i have to wait for episodes well you should be ranny you should be so sad <laughs> and impatient because oh boy are you in for a roller coaster because we are some inconsistent assholes <laughs> yeah actually we, we we tend to be fairly consistent it's just we have some acute momentary instances of inconsistency well we've earned ourselves a reputation of taking sudden long sabbaticals which we've only done to be fair what two or three times i don't see what the and problem i mean is. come on one of them was the fucking pandemic so you know yeah i yeah, think that was really outside of our control exactly we were afraid to leave our apartments I well, I well, my apartment, your house. It was a lot more complicated than that, but let's go with that. Sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is an example of how you can support our podcast for free. But if you wanted to support us, I don't know, with something like Dogecoin, well then don't. Or uh, maybe livestock. 
Please don't <laughs> mail us any chickens. Uh, no, I I do not have the space for chickens or goats for that matter. I, I you know I will accept exactly one goat. I would like a goat. They're adorable. Uh, that they being said, really uh, money. Real money, yes. Not not that fake, weird internet money. <laughs> um, you can totally—it's all fake. Spoiler alert. Well, you can throw some of that right on through our window, and uh, it may not be a chicken, but it will make you a doodle do, <laughs> and it will make you completely qualified to say incredulously, "Fuck a doodle do." Yes, that is what we do here at Beer with Buffy. Don't ask why. We don't know. And here is a big long list of people who are executive doodle doos who give us that fake internet money and it helps us survive. They are Kristen, Dulcinea, Rachel Gregory, Rachel Doodle Doo, D. Sharinghausen, Club E. Seal, Mr. Tabalicious, Sandra Craig, Jay Sommer, Christina, Catherine Parkinson, Karen Moon, Chris V. Man, Lee Rye Breadcrumbs, Scarlett Choi, Janella Lindauer, Bad at Changing Their Name Heaps, Kfro, Horse Dildo with BWB Logo Gnome. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. Oh, man. That slapped That's... me across the face like a big floppy horse dick. All right. <laughs> Father Big Floppy Halibut. Matthew and Dibber. Kelly MC. Jesse Rain. Alex from the Heart. And Carrie Phillips. Thank you so much. Without you, this show literally is not possible. Yeah. Fuck a doodle do. There indeed. it is. Indeed. Fuck a doodle do, indeed. Absolutely. You know, it, it took us a minute, but we got there. Yeah. yeah we fucked that doodle do. <laughs> and yeah that's it uh we, we don't have the spoons to do any voicemails we'll check on it someday yep, yep. there it we is we will we will we promise uh-huh we'll, we'll be back to it again and soon enough we will have some cats to name we unfortunately did not have the time to get into that today either yeah yeah i uh, i'll you know what i tell you what i'll finish off that bottle of kung fu girl riesling on our next episode of beer with buffy which we'll be recording in just a couple of days from now yeah yeah so i'll do a will do a proper review but i'm telling you right now it's gonna be exactly the same <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be more legit because i'll be drinking it at the moment right yeah Right. And I'll be able to describe the label or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I think it is time for the mom synopsis. Joshua, what are you doing, Joshua? Well, I haven't joined any cults, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> oh, thank goodness, Joshua. But I do worry about you. Oh, it's okay. I did, however, join a pyramid scheme. Oh, that's wonderful, Joshua. Are you making lots of new little friends there? I mean, I think so. But it's the damnedest thing. All my old friends abandoned me when I asked them to join. It sure is <laughs> teaching me a lesson about who my friends really are. Well, sometimes you have to take the bad with the good, Joshua. And if your friends aren't good to you, then you should be bad to them. Unless they're good to you, and then you should be bad to them. Because that's just the way this wacky blue marble rolls, Joshua. <laughs> that makes perfect sense, Mom. Thanks so much for being my infallible guiding light. In fact, you're so infallible. Don't use that word, Joshua. It's mm. filthy. <laughs> <sighs> that you know what that's just like this episode of angel because 
Harmony has come to L.A. to visit Cordelia. And meanwhile, Wesley, Angel, and Gunn investigate a rash of disappearances across town. And once they find out Harmony's a vampire, things get a bit tense. But Cordy is committed to her friend, dead or not. She finds a use for Harmony in infiltrating this cult pyramid scheme that they uncover. But Harmony turns on them, and they have to fight their way out of impossible odds. Someone learns a valuable lesson about friendship, but I couldn't exactly tell you who. The end. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. Competition is a beautiful thing. You know, <laughs> the absolute funniest thing I thought about your mom's synopsis, though, yeah. was in the very beginning when when your mom goes, are you making friends? And the, just the pun of this particular pyramid screen, <laughs> this particular pyramid scheme is about making vampires. They're kind of literally making They're making friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> oh, but you know, not to spoil anything. Um, I mean, you just did spoil everything. Yeah, I spoil everything. Hey, heavy spoiler alert. <laughs> we spoil everything all the time because this is a 20 year old fucking show. Yes. And if anybody's mad about that, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Why the fuck are you listening to the, the podcast? Go yeah. away. <laughs> uh, that being said, I am going to be doing a Rick and Morty podcast soon. With yes. our, you may remember them from a episode that they guested on. They go by Alex from the Heart, and they're stoked. I'm stoked, and it's gonna be called Wubba Lubba Pod Pod. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And just in time, you, you were holding on to that because you wanted my genuine reaction, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? This is all coming right off the top of my head. I wasn't even planning on announcing this, but uh, now I'm gonna be held accountable. We just all we have to do is set up uh, the hosting, and we're gonna start recording. And I'm gonna oh, suddenly have no though. time to myself whatsoever. Wubba Lubba Pod Pod is an excellent name i know right i'm damn i i knew that was going to be the title of our podcast when i was literally just in the process of trying to think of a wubba lubba dub dub uh podcast pun or play on words and then alex messaged that to me and i was like <laughs> yes that's it because we already had like a dozen other okay names right. thrown out there, but that was the one. That was the one. Anyway, you fuck that. We're talking about uh, Ale with Angel, yeah. everybody. All righty. So we open up on the hotel where Wesley is lecturing Angel on his behavior as an employee. And right out of the gate, we get a, uh, a great exchange here between Wesley and Angel. Now, Angel, you'll have to be a nice little vampire, you see. The line Wesley says, he pauses in midst of his lecturing, and he says, This is torture for you, isn't it? And Angel just replies, yes. Oh, yes, Daddy. <laughs> and Wesley's like, good! <laughs> you deserve it! Fuck you! God damn it! <laughs> Wesley, don't you know how broody this makes me? It's so fucking broody. God. They're all pleased with the, the outcome here, Keep I think. torturing me, Wesley. It <laughs> makes me so broody. I mean, stop. Oh, 
Oh, you better stop, Wesley. <laughs> now, now, Angel, it sounds like you're enjoying this, but in a weird, twisted way. I can't have that. <laughs> oh, sure, I can. I'm taking my pants off. Oh, no, don't do that. All right, that just turned into a slasher. Yeah. A fanfic porn. Yeah. I, it happens so often, I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Wesley kicks him out of the office because it's his office now. It is, in fact. Uh, and then... <laughs> Angel agrees to let it all marinate a little bit and think yeah. about it real hard. Somewhere else, of course. Uh, and it's a good thing. Yeah, What? why is... What were you going to say first? I uh, just... He kicked... I don't remember. Okay, well, so why is Wesley the big boss now? I, I One patriarchy to another. Why not Cordy? What happened there? I mean, I, I have a theory. I'm just wondering if you have any answers off the top of your head. Nothing. I I have a slightly... I kind of anti- dug into this a little bit um, to see if there was something we missed. Because uh, but when they were trying to do without angel investigations, uh, what would you call it again? Angel-less investigations? Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> when they were trying to do angel-less investigations, they uh, were specifically like, no one's the boss. We're all a team. Yeah. And now... I tried doing some now Shakespeare Wesley shows like boss. that. It was bullshit. And there's... But there's nothing, no indication in previous episodes or before or after this that I can find. I looked through the wiki. The wiki. Like, I did a deep dive into this fucking subject, dude, and there is nothing I can tell as to precisely why anyone decided that Wesley's now the boss. Interesting. So, that was a good question then. Yeah. You're saying. Fantastic. All right. So, yeah, my theory is, just to make this uh, not quite so, well, look at this, some big dick douchebag white guy has to be the boss of everything all the time. Um why not the black guy or the woman? Huh? No, make it the fucking stuffy British guy. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't take the Lord's name in vain. Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, there we go. Keeping it fresh. Keeping it fresh. Anyway. I figure Wesley is the only one that's good at paperwork, the research, and kicking ass in the field, making him a natural choice to be the CEO, because gun, definitely the muscle. Not yeah. really so much interested in uh, interpersonal relations or paperwork, per se. And uh, Cordelia, every time she has a fucking vision, is incapacitated for a day. Right. Probably not the greatest choice to be um, the head of things. Uh, Wesley's, he's pretty with it. He's cognitive and smart. Well, of of all of them, he has formal fucking training. Yeah, absolutely. He's also got that. Former watcher told the watcher's council to go fuck themselves because they're a bunch of stuffy assholes. Also, uh, I think it's worth noting that he's older than both Cordy and Gunn. Also true. Um, I just double-checked. Uh, okay, I was there, going to ask, do we a, know their character ages exactly? Uh, there's an eight-year age gap between uh, the actors for Wesley and Gunn. Okay. And we know that there's a pretty substantial age gap between Wesley and Cordy. 
the characters. Okay. So and they've never really established at all Gunn's actual age, but I would guess that Gunn canonically is roughly the same age or around the same age as Cordy. He definitely seems mid twenties, maybe yeah. early thirties. Whereas Wesley is supposed to be at least late thirties to early forties. Yeah. That's the impression I get. That's my story, and I'm sticking so with yeah, it. He's he's the oldest of the three. He's the only one who's f- been formally trained in how to do this kind of he's work. He's hands down the most qualified. Yeah, exactly. I think he's a good choice. So just to dispel any... It's automatically because he's got a dick and he's white. It also... Um, I think out of all of them, to be able to deal with Angel... I can imagine he's the most level-headed. He, exactly. He's he's by far the most level-headed and he's not going to he's going to be able to keep a rein on Angel better, I think, than Gunn or Cordy would ever be able to. I think so too, especially currently because Cordy is super pissed off at him and only barely oh, yeah. able to maintain a professional relationship. Yeah. Gun, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, he's completely just like, well, I was right. I never should have trusted a vampire. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, end of the scene. Uh, Angel gets kicked out of the office. He steps outside. Uh, turns out that there's a little desk there for him that they set up. A shitty little desk that's facing Wesley's office doors, very secretary style. And uh, then each of them orders a coffee. Yes. <laughs> Angel gets the boss a coffee. And Angel realizes slowly that they're serious. Yes. And man. Atonement's a bitch. A bitch. Yes, it is. Says Angel. Angel said that. Yeah, he did, in fact. Here on Ill with Angel. And you know what? I've been in that kind of position. I'm a heterosexual white male. <laughs> I've fucked up plenty in my life. I've learned that I've made major mistakes when I was younger because of how, you know, toxic masculinity raised me. Yeah. So, yeah, atonement is a bitch, but it's a necessary bitch. Also that. I think uh, anybody who says that they're not toxic or never were toxic is wrong. Oh, profoundly wrong. Yeah. Profoundly wrong. Everybody's got um, some element of toxicity. My my partner, Caitlin, just went through, or they're just finishing up uh, one of their summer classes, and it's basically on multiple cultural counseling stuff, and it basically the entire fucking premise of the class is, no, 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 we're all awful. We <laughs> all have been awful. You need to fucking figure out why you're awful and stop it. And that's the difference. Because <laughs> some people never get there. Some people yeah. never show a glimmer of hope of getting there. They practically had to do a fucking presentation of, hey, this is how I've been racist my whole life. Yeah. And it's painful. Mm-hmm. It's painful. They they were listening to an audiobook that was basically going down through history of all the different racism things that happened all throughout the US and that's <laughs> a hard fucking listen, dude. Yeah. I've been listening to Behind <laughs> the Bastards. Um, you know, I'm gonna give them a completely rent free plug 
Um, not that they need it. These guys are already fucking huge. I'm betting dozens of our listeners have heard of them because they're one of the big ones. Right. But these guys, they're great for uh, history lessons, specifically about really shitty people. And nice. current events about really shitty people. Ooh, that actually sound, sounds very appealing. Most recently, they talked about Clarence Thomas, the... Uh, Oh, the Supreme Court justice <laughs> yeah. who made it possible to get rid of Roe versus Wade. Yeah, he's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, he's a bastard. Everyone's a bastard. People. <laughs> what a bunch of bastards, said Roy from the yeah. IT crowd. And he wasn't wrong. Speaking of toxic shows. <laughs> anyway, on to the opening credits. Yeah. I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. Find the guy that killed Tina, and I will look him in the eye. Then what? Then I'm gonna share my feelings. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. Cut to a park at nighttime, where yep, there's some sort of makeout place. A couple of crazy kids like. slapping tongues in a car, <laughs> sharing some <laughs> macaroni together, <laughs> slapping that macaroni around. When some asshole in a hooded cloak smashes their window in, cut away from there, but I'm fairly certain it was all a misunderstanding, and they all go out for coffee afterwards. I'm sure. Definitely. Definitely. So, back at the Hyperion Hotel. Yep, back at the hotel, uh, they're all still kind of setting stuff up, and Angel tries to engage in conversation with Cordy. (laughs) It it doesn't go particularly well. So... uh, you know me really well, like you said. Tell me, uh, does it remind you of anybody that we once mutually knew when Angel does this slow, guilty waddle awkwardly toward lumbering towards somebody? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, and Cordy smells his stank eight miles off. Yeah. She's like, I know what you want to do. You want to make yourself feel better and you don't care if it makes me feel better. Essentially. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Quote, we're not friends. We're not friends. This is a key phrase. I've had to use it a couple times in my life. Yeah, same. Boy, I, you know, I'm sure I looked like a real big dick, but you know what? It's a nicer thing to say than letting somebody believe that you are friends. Yeah. No, there's... the. Major kudos to Cordy in this scene. She, you know, she's honest, she's forward, and she sets a fucking boundary. Yeah, she's all like, um, no, we're not friends, by the way. I'm super tired. Oh, and since you asked, also, I'm very excited to do good things for people, but yeah, no, not friends. And Wesley, they do this funny thing where he's watching Riley over his shoulder as the whole exchange unfolds. Like he's this benevolent fatherly figure. And I'm like, yeah, let's let's not get our heads up our asses too much about Wesley here, guys. But okay, sure, I'll go with it for now. And his wry smile dims significantly as she boldly denounces Angel's friendship. And then it's happy, happy vision time! Yay, splitting migraine. Angel still catches her because, boy, he really craves her approval. And, you know, it's probably better that she doesn't have a concussion. I mean, I don't think he's catching her out of wanting her approval. I mean, he does desperately want her friendship and approval back. 
Um, but I that's think, not necessarily related to him catching her. Right. He catches her for the same reason he has always caught her. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, Cordy sees some guys in blue robes pulling a girl out of a car in the park and uh, Big Bird... But not the fucking Muppet. Not the Big Bird. Not the Big Bird. So I don't want to fucking hear the word Muppet out of anybody's mouth, okay? Got it? Muppet. Mm, Fuppet. Muppet. Mm, Muppet. Fuppet. Fuck it. I love the Muppets. Fuck the Muppets. I love the Muppets. The Muppets are awesome. Make a bunch of fucking Muppet sex toys. Or don't do that. That might be a little too much. Yeah, that might be a bit too much. And I'm sure they already exist. Just the chicken muppet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Gonzo. (laughs) Oh, God. Gonzo was totally fucking that chicken. Yeah. He loved that chicken. He did. And that chicken probably loved him. You know, he's an alien. What do you expect? (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) What's wrong with oh, me? Oh no, no, Josh, no. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> it's the 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 seal's been broken. All right. I, anyway, let's get on with this fucking catastrophe of an episode. Yeah. So nobody's <laughs> fucking talking about Muppets, especially Gun. God damn it. God damn it, Gun. You had one job, and that did not include Muppets. And you fucking said Muppet. Anyway, Angel already oversteps his boundaries, both yeah. Cordelia's and Wesley's. Because as they're running out the door, he gives Cordy the night off, which is not his to give. No, it is not. And by trying to do this friendly, are you okay thing. And I'm like, hey, man, it's not back to the future. Respect the fucking boundaries. You're not George McFly. And she clearly does not want this attention from you. No, she does not. And if she wants to order Chinese, she can. She's goddamn well and good got the agency to do it without your suggesting it. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Goddamn right. Anyway, they bolt out. They're off to the park, and we get a little bit of Cordy closing shop just as Harmony shows up. Yeah, she's turning off some lights, about to go home, and she senses a presence in the dark. I have a lot of experience with this, and it's funny because just before she said something, just before she was like, hello... I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, I'd get super creeped out being in a big open space like that all by myself and having to turn out lights and walk out in the dark and be in there like that for any length of time. And then she fucking gets that look on her face and looks around and darting her (laughs) eyes around. She's like, hello. And I'm like, oh, fuck. God damn it. Stop validating those fears. I've been doing a lot of fucking work. Training myself to ignore any notions that anything is actually there. And it's always just random old building noises and weird acoustics. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, even if you like, have you ever, maybe not, I'm sure you've never done this, um, where you, you get all the hairs on your neck raise up and you get goosebumps and you just have that feeling that there's fucking something there and there's fucking something chasing you and you you just have to get out of the building as fast as possible and you know it's completely irrational but your lizard brain is like go run get the fuck out and the only thing that can make it go away is getting out of the building or just sitting there and dealing with nope. it and being terrified for a few I, minutes i can say that i actually have never had that feeling really because uh, i 
We've had this discussion, not on the podcast, but we've had this discussion that I don't experience fear. I assumed that that was exactly what you would say. So it's more of a general statement to our audience at large, because this happens to me often. Not so much recently, but uh, what helped me was the thought that when I get outside, I'm okay. But uh, a wise man said to me, okay, but... When you got outside and you were okay, were you okay because you ran outside? I'm like, well, no, obviously. I was okay because there was nothing there. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's a helpful thought. Yeah. That tends to stave that feeling off in the moment. So if anybody else is having those kinds of anxiety issues that works in large creepy buildings by themselves often... There you go. You're welcome. That one's free. See, I like large, creepy buildings that I'm alone in. I don't dislike them, but my brain does funny fucking things. And, and you know, in the end, you can't fucking just make your brain not do a thing. Correct. So, anyway, Cordy's like, hello? Guess who it is? Harmony. Harmony. I fucking hate Harmony. <laughs> really? I love Harmony. Uh, I think she's adorable and hilarious. I think she annoys the piss out of me. She's also a little annoying, but I kind of uh, relate to that. I think it's fun. She's fun. I date her in real life. I get really tired of dumb characters. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I'd I'd probably get sick of it after after a minute, but it'd be fun for a minute as well. Um, She can be sweet and she can be amusing, but (laughs) mostly she's annoying and dumb. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, Staker. I mean, that's an option. That's an option. <laughs> anyway, they're all like, "Oh my God, how are you?" Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Lots of little clever red flag double meanings here yes. that uh, that I was really worried was gonna go on the whole episode. Right. <laughs> I was pleased to see that it stops relatively soon, but bear with us. <laughs> We were to that point of the episode where we have to deal with it for a couple of scenes. So they're saying all sorts of shit like, uh, oh, I haven't seen you since the school exploded. Yeah, seems like a lifetime ago. Change is good. Sometimes. Uh, When they said haven't seen you since the school exploded, I was completely expecting Cordelia to be like, yeah, didn't you die? Oh. (laughs) Because I swear that happened somewhere in the series, either Buffy or Angel, that happens to somebody. No I think idea. it might have already happened. It might have. In a previous episode. Uh, I don't remember who, though. It might... I want to say it was with Harmony, but it was somebody else's reaction. <gasps> it was when Buffy first, first meets Harmony as a vampire. Ah. Yeah, I think. I don't maybe. I don't know. That. Somebody remind me. Because uh, I'm not going to look it up. I did... I, I do like the... Uh... What, what was the exchange there? I haven't seen you since the school exploded. Yeah, seems like a lifetime ago. I, I like the pun. Seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, exactly. Because she's dead. Because she's dead. <laughs> she's like, yeah, totally a lifetime ago. Uh, yeah, I'm not the same person I was in high school. Me either. <laughs> oh, your hair looks so cute off of your neck, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, you know, the usual, all the the old catching up adages of old friends. Anyway, Harmony's in town to check out the ye old nightlife of Valet, and Cordelia asks if she has a place to stay. Well, are you offering? 
Cordelia's like, do I have to say it? I think this was the cleverest part. Yeah. Harmony's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you do have to say it. Uh, no, but like literally, you have to say it because she's a vampire. Yeah. But she doesn't know that. Get it? Ah, <laughs> uh, sheesh. All right. You guys. All right. Cut to the park. A person needs certain designer things. You shouldn't be trying to eat my friend's brains. My friend's brains. You're a vampire. Cut to the park. They arrive to the crime scene. The car's there. The door is open. There's blood on it. They hear a woman screaming in the distance. They go Uh, save her. They go save her. But uh, oddly enough, Cordy got the robe color wrong. The robe? Oh, the robe. Yeah, the robe color. Yes. Uh, Gun gun I'm pretty sure the robe is black, Rex. (laughs) Sometimes it's gray. Kind of grayish, yeah. Somewhere in between. <laughs> but yeah, Gunn's like, hey, didn't she say a blue robe? This one's green. Huh, That's yeah. That's weird. Fucking weird, bro. So, uh, yeah, Gunn is like, well, I'll go check for other d- vampires or whatever in the area. Did he say bogeys? He might have said bogeys. I don't know. Um, meanwhile, Angel asks Wesley's advice on how to handle the Cordelia situation. And wow. Angel is being kind of thick-headed here. Yeah. He thinks buying her flowers might help. Uh, And Wes doesn't seem terribly amused that Angel gave her the night off either. No, he he has a quite the perplexed, kind of annoyed, bitter look on his face. Yeah, I feel like he kind of had a branching option here. He could either... Uh, go off on Angel and be like, don't you ever step on my toes and go over my head ever again. But he kind of went the, the the higher road here. Yeah. And uh, he completely approves of the flowers. So long as he also buys Wesley a, sorry, you got shot in the gut bouquet. Yeah. They make those, huh? Point taken. Um, You know, they do now. If you I, ask him to. I might have to, to keep that in mind. Yeah, they'll make a bouquet uh, of black roses in the shape of a handgun. <laughs> that seems a bit, uh, I don't know, too soon? And then you, they'll give you a basket of red rose petals to simulate blood. And you throw them at the at the victim. I'm so sorry you got shot in the gut. Here, let me traumatize Let's you. Let's <laughs> uh, reenact the events to start the healing process, you see. Oh, man. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, point taken, but apparently not quite well enough. So Wesley lectures Angel a wee bit more on how he can't buy anyone's forgiveness or affection. He, he just, can only give them time. Yeah, give them time. And that's just good fucking advice. Yeah, because Cordelia has a lot of pain to work through. And I think a good old Buffyverse flip is just what the doctor ordered. Cut to Cordy and... Harmony uh, having a nice reminiscing and laughing and having a gay old time. Yeah, where Cordelia is doing exactly the opposite of having a lot of pain to work through. Yeah. They'll have a gay old time, almost literally. (laughs) As far as one of them thinks. Right. Later. (laughs) Hey, all she had to do was move in. (laughs) I I don't know what I mean by that. Uh, Moving on. So, uh... Yeah, they're reminiscing about the good old days of Sunnydale High and how powerful and rich and popular they were. Cordelia goes on a bit about how much happier she is now in spite of how different things are. 
until Harmony laughs at her mid-sentence and she stops and blows it off and asks Harmony about herself, who really doesn't have much of an answer other than, uh, oh, I'm I'm super happy, happy, happy. About, happy, 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 happy. about being done with that <laughs> shitty relationship. I assume she's talking about Spike. Well, yeah. But also, mainly, she's hungry. Yeah. A bit. And hey, pizza. Yeah, she's a bit peckish. Peckish. That's the word. Yes. Bit peckish. Cordy stokes the fire, I assume purposefully, by <laughs> suggesting thin crust pizza heavy on the sauce. Get it? Get it? It's like skin with blood under it, except it's on top of it. It's like a reverse person because <laughs> it's, it's pizza. It's exactly the same thing. Mmm, blood pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Coagulated, room temperature. You ever had blood or blood sausage? No. No. Um, Blood orange? Let me tell you, I get why they mind. named it that. I can't remember it. It's, it's there's some sort of London thing. Yeah, there's some sort of uh, dish that's got a lot of blood in it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, and it is a sausage, but it's not called blood sausage. Hmm. But it's got like it it has coagulated blood in it. Well, if you think of it, I think it'll be topical throughout the episode. Just bring it back up; it'll be fine. I won't blame you. So uh, Cordelia leans over Harmony to pick up the phone and order a pizza. And a cute little shot here where as Cordelia leans past Harmony, suddenly now Harmony's face has vamped out. Yep. As she leans back to where she was, her face goes back to human by the time Cordy sees her again. Oopsie. Just in case anybody wasn't keeping up with Buffy, now we know. during, During this scene, it actually clicked like... Think of how fucking much of a pain in the ass this kind of scene is. Because first you have to shoot the whole scene. Then you have to get into makeup. (laughs) Get all the fucking vamp makeup on. And then you shoot the scene again. Well, only that one little spot, though. I could see the cut. Well, yeah. There was definitely... They definitely cut there. And they got real close in so that they didn't have to keep too much continuity. Yeah. Um, But it's still like... I'm, for, I'm sure it's still a lot of work for w- like a handful of fucking frames, right? I bet they worked that out with the whole shoot schedule because it takes a to. lot of time to do that kind to. of latex makeup. Yeah, it's not something they can just toss together. They got to show up at like four a.m. and yeah. sit in the chair for three plus hours. No shit, pain in the ass. I mean, maybe that vamp makeup isn't all that complicated, but there's a lot of special effects makeup that. Yeah. A lot of shit goes into. Anyway, um, God, I can't even imagine for fucking, what's it, Vecna in Stranger oh, Things? Fuck. Don't get me started. That poor fuck. I, I wonder how much of that was actually like... Practical? Practical makeup. Most of it. There was a lot of it. I saw pictures. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I saw a picture of him with no CG, and it's almost oh, completely fuck. practical. The only thing that wasn't practical was just... Whatever you see moving. Right, the vines. and Yeah, the yeah. vines that are going around his neck and shit. Anyway. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> so, uh, Harmony pretends to be just fine with pizza. Yeah. What a lying bitch. Tandoori chicken and pineapple. But, you know, I gotta hand it to her. She is exercising a great deal of personal restraint. She is. Especially for the fact that, like, she does not have a soul. No soul. 
That's that's how strong her friendship was with Cordelia. Yeah. That even the soulless demon that is simply carrying around the husk of this person that once was still cares enough about Cordelia to not eat her and just sit and reminisce with her for a whole day, basically. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Cut to Cordy's bedroom later at night. Harmony kind of comes into the bedroom, sits on the bed, gazes longingly at the sleeping Cordelia. Sneaks in for a, a little a little tasty treat. And Dennis says, no, fuck you. Wake up, Cordy. See, this bitch is going to eat you. <laughs> Who? Oh, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. Oh, because he slammed the door. You're right. Oh, I didn't put yeah. two and two together on that. They do mention the ghost, though. She's yep. like, oh, I have a ghost. It's fine. <laughs> but the real problem here is that nobody finishes their fucking sentences and sitcom-style hilarity ensues. Yeah. Cordy basically thinks that Harmony is gay. Harmony thinks that Cordy realizes that she's a vampire. Harmony's talking about being hungry for blood and phrasing it in such a way that Cordelia can only assume that Harmony is a lesbian and trying to get some of that. It's awkward. It's painful. You know, I couldn't help but think that if only Cordelia were on her period, both storylines could have worked out. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I just needed your reaction. It's, I'm sorry how bad that joke is, but <laughs> I do feel bad about that one. Good. <laughs> good. Uh, to, to quote Wesley, good. Uh, good. <laughs> so no, this, this whole fucking that really pushes the edge. Yeah. Of how highly inappropriate I'm willing to be, everybody. <laughs> Just throwing no, that out there. This whole fucking scene is painful because it's like, this is this is a scene that would not fucking fly today. <laughs> really? You think I, so? I really don't think it would fly today. Huh. Yeah, because uh, let's let's recap here. So I, I just did a little uh, quick glaze over of some of the things that were said. Uh, very delicate phrasing shtick they had going on here. Harmony's having urges. How she's supposed to resist seeing Cordelia looking so luscious. See the double (laughs) entendre there. Uh, Was afraid she would kill her if she knew. And I'm like, okay, that's a stretch. Uh, Feels like she's taking advantage of her by wanting to drink her blood, not have sex with her. Oh, geez. Uh, Boy, that's... Boy, do I have egg on my face. That's a hell of a mix up there. The so it, It's not really so much this scene as much as it is definitely the next scene. You know what? With, with uh, when Cordy's talking to Willow on the phone. Yeah. That, that one was. That's the part that doesn't fly for me. Yeah. I mean, they can. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. So this act, this scene actually reminds me a little bit of that episode of the IT crowd where Moss and Roy take advantage of an old German pervert cannibal so that they can watch DVDs on his big screen TV. Do you remember that? I have not seen enough of that show. It's apparently. exactly the same. Completely the same. No, it's not really the same <laughs> at all. But it's it's actually a little bit similar. That's um, a. I guess if you don't remember premise. it. It is a hell of a premise. I haven't seen that whole show. Well, okay, so there's Moss is trying to make new friends, and he answers an ad in the paper by 
and it happens to be an older German guy who wants somebody to have dinner with. But because he's German, what he meant was he's looking for somebody to make dinner out of. Ah. And uh, somebody who's willingly going to let him eat them. And they don't figure out the misunderstanding until Moss is over there and he brings a DVD with him. Okay. He's like, oh, you want to eat me? <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Oh, that is a misunderstanding. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, can we still watch the DVD? <laughs> yes, I suppose. <laughs> it's actually a really funny fucking episode. Uh, kind of a similar- It's a funny show, and I just, I wish I could fucking get into comedies. <laughs> but I can't. Oh, man. I can't believe you haven't seen that whole show. I, I thought you had. I haven't. Oh, jeez. Well, I know. know. It's it's very similar sitcom style mix ups, just like is going on now. So tying up the scene, Cordy even offers for her to stay and talk, pats the bed. And but Harmony thinks better of it and would prefer Cordelia simply kept their little secret. Yeah. And we all know what Cordelia is thinking. Yeah. But we also all know what Harmony is (laughs) thinking. I was hoping for some demon fighting tonight, but I wound up with a delivery job instead. If I come back here on the end of the spatula, I'm expecting some serious workman's comp. I'm just messing with y'all. Anyway, you get it. It's awkward. You get it. Yeah, uh, cut cut to the next day. Daytime. Cordy calls Willow to be like, hey, what the hell? Why didn't you guys tell me anything about Harmony? Yeah. We're, we're, we're so close to being done with all this yeah. double entendre shit. Just to mark the last of the double under, the misunderstanding sitcom-y right. double entendre shit, which don't, don't get me wrong. I do think it's marginally clever and funny. It is such a pain in the ass to take notes on, though. Yeah. But still, I feel like worth noting. Willow says, did she come after you? Cordy says, yeah, practically attacked me in my bedroom last night. Hell. Oh, jeez. Good thing I woke up. She was ready to jump me right there, but I shot her down. Willow's like, you wounded her? Yeah. Never should have invited her to stay with me. And there it is. We're done. Yeah. We're done. You know, Harmony's a vampire, right? <laughs> Cordelia. Cordelia there's there's been just a handful of moments where they give Cordelia the cringiest lines yeah and I know it's, and this is it's just a sign of the times one of the cringiest um it's it's right up there with the time that they made her use the r word you know the one I mean yep and uh she's like oh wow I just thought she was a big old lesbo long pause oh yeah really well that's great good for you i really kind of wish we'd gotten to hear what willow said yeah that was a little awkward i really wish that we got to hear willow you know cuss her out right (laughs) yeah so obviously this is problematic yeah it's a very homophobic thing to say and it doesn't necessarily make it better that she backpedaled no, it doesn't make it better at all. I mean, it, one could argue at least she's not openly disapproving of gay people. Right. In fact, even later in the episode, she praises Angel's taste in clothes for it is as good as it is as good as a gay man's taste in clothes. But that's just a gay stereotype that she's perpetuating. Yeah. So that's also homophobic. 
A little bit. Um, so yeah, it's problematic, and we're just here to point that shit out, because that's kind of why we're doing this podcast. This part didn't age particularly no, well. No, it really didn't, and honestly, and I And it think, wasn't even funny. No, it's, it's really not. I, ca- I can't imagine really laughing at it then, either. And that's not to say I wouldn't have, but at least I feel now like I wouldn't have. Yeah. But yeah, this is when this is when Cordy finds out that Willow is gay now. But Willow bulldozes right over all the homophobia bullshit. And she's like, well, she's dangerous as fuck. You need to get the hell out of there. Dun, dun, dun. We get shadowy, evil, scary harmony over Cordelia's shoulder. Where do you think you're going? And it's a big old fuchsia halibut. <laughs> yep. Just for the halibut. Nice nice big fuchsia halibut Mm, for the halibut. So juicy. (laughs) Nice big and juicy halibut. Uh, Cut back to the hotel where uh, Wesley and Angel are researching things about the cult. Yeah, they're uh, Wesley and Angel are bickering a little bit over the green cloak they found. Angel can't seem to find anything useful to do. Wesley has already learned everything that Angel has tried to point out, and Gunn is out there checking with street contacts, which Angel pointedly cannot do during the day. You know, unless he wears a blanket or something. <laughs> Angel answers the phone. It's Willow. Yeah. Oh no, Cordy's in danger. Now suddenly Angel can go out in the daytime. No problem. Well, Wesley can drive. Yeah, I guess. And he gets to hide under a blanket in the back seat. That makes a difference, I suppose. Also, presumably, his car top does go up. Well, yeah, it does. But he still needs to hide under a blanket because, you know, windows exist. Yeah. Seems like you should just get the windows tinted heavily. Yeah. I, you can do that at least to the back windows. I mean, that's what Spike's car did. Yeah. Or what Spike did with his car. He pretty car. much just had his windows straight up blacked out with cheap yeah. paint. And then little slit to see. Oh, I would hate that so much. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Also, it gets so hot in there. I hope the AC worked. I mean... I just don't think vampires are as sensitive to yeah. temperature. They're probably like a lizard. Right. I mean, they don't have a, their own body temperature. Yeah, they, they're, they're cold-blooded. A, yeah. You're right. <laughs> I imagine it really gets the blood flowing. That's exactly how that, that works. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a real foot thumper. I don't know. Something, that, <laughs> something else that gets the blood pumping. I have no idea. There's some sort I, of... 50s dad phrase for it insert here (laughs) cut back to cordy's apartment yep where wesley and angel busts in to find cordy hanging out with harmony on the couch painting Mm. nails painting her toenails and angel's like harmony's uh cordy's interrupts a vampire duh wes is like she's not your friend Cordy's like, hey, whoa, 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 you're just going to break down my door and murder my friend without letting her explain? And they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> She's a vampire. Quote of we, the day. We, we kill vampires. Not a whole lot of those that I could find throughout this episode. Nope. But this <laughs> one, so Wesley says, that is not your friend. That thing may have your friend's memories and her appearance, but it's just a filthy demon, an unholy monster. No offense. Harmony replies, about what? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Ah, this is a good Harmony moment. This yeah. is why I like Harmony. That's where the fucking joke was. <sighs> I think she's a lot smarter than they make her at. No, she's not. Okay. <laughs> so, so Angel's like, all right, if Cordy thinks she's not a threat, let's respect that. And Wesley's like, but I want to kill her. Cordelia, we need you at the office, which this is a genius move. Yes. Um, He, he stops arguing with either of them. Yep. And he knows that Cordelia is in danger, and he plays the only card that he can 
to get her away from Harmony or at least under their custody. But more importantly, it's not a lie. Right. They need her help because she's better with a computer than any of them. But yeah, gets her out of danger without having to convince her that Harmony's a threat right away and gives them time to get their bearings on the situation while yep. also still moving the story forward and concentrating on their other situation with the green cloaks and the blue cloaks and people. I did just get an image of uh, them driving down the road, Wesley driving and Cordy riding shotgun and in the back seat, Angel and Harmony huddled under a blanket. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's kind of how they would have to do it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, when you think about between the scenes, sometimes you're like, wait a second. Yeah. Logistics, guys. Yeah, uh, Angel didn't seem so heroic in that uh, that idea. <laughs> <laughs> so they bring Harmony with them because, A, she's a possible threat to the neighbors, and, B, <laughs> she's scared of being left alone with Cordelia's apartment ghost, Dennis. To be fair... I mean, it it would be a little bit freaky. It just cracks me up that it's like, okay, undead creature is afraid of undead creature. Yeah, just because you're a, a vampire doesn't mean you stop being scared of things that go bump in the night. Or, I mean, I kind of assumed that it would mean that. Yeah, like... Which is another thing that I find charming, I guess, about Harmony. I suppose. Uh, I suppose. It, it humanizes her. It humanizes her. She's not supposed to be humanized. She's a blood-sucking demon. But in this moment, it was meant to humanize her. Yeah. We're supposed to be on her side, at least for a moment. I don't want to. You will humanize her because the fucking writers wanted you to. I don't think I will. Fine. I'll allow it. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> cut back to the Hyperion Hotel. Yep. Back to the hotel where uh, Harmony is annoying Wesley. Uh Annoying the I flying did, fuck out of Wesley. I, I loved the fact that, like, every few moments, Wesley's like, I'm going to kill her. I'm going <laughs> to fucking murder her. As he's trying to research the triangle snake symbol from the cloak, he questions Cordelia about the red bird she saw, which, for all she knows, could be a duck. This yeah. makes Harmony laugh. And as could Wesley considers that there are no bird statuaries he's aware of in the city, and then Harmony pops another bubble. That is so fucking annoying. Right. And you should deserve a stake through the heart if you sat there fucking popping gum. Yeah. And Cordy's like, <laughs> okay, just get rid of the gum. And uh, she sees fit to tear out fucking pages of Wesley's 1,200-year-old book. Oh, my God. I, w I don't care if it's a brand new book that has a million fucking copies out there. Like, I, think I don't care. The only book that it's okay to do that with is the Bible. Or Mein Kampf. Or, yeah, Mein Kampf. Yeah, Mein Kampf. Yeah. Also acceptable. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Another quote of the day. Uh, Wesley says, what are you doing? This book is 12 centuries old. Harmony says, okay, so it's not like I messed up a new one. <laughs> and Cordy says, well, it's not like she did it on purpose. Harmony says, that's right. And I could have because, you know, I am evil. And this is the point where Wesley grabs a fucking steak out of a drawer. Yeah. I love that he, he's got this murderous look on his face. But first, I have to open this drawer, grab a steak, and now I'm going to leap over the fucking desk at you. And they have to hold him back. Oh, the, his acting in the scene is just, it's excellent. I never excellent. knew that attempted murder could be so funny. 
And uh, Angel gets Harmony some blood because they didn't realize that she was starving. Yeah. And she gags on it because it's pig's blood. Harmony's like, oh, well, that is going to go straight to my hips. Did you, did you notice her putting sugar in it? Yes. Uh, she has a nice little heart-to-heart with Angel. Yep. And it doesn't get quite as deep as I thought it was about to. I thought they right. were going to have yeah. a real serious little broody talk. She's like, oh, how can you deprive yourself of the taste? The sensation of rich, warm human blood flowing into your mouth, bathing your tongue, caressing your throat with its sweet Sticky, and then Angel ejaculates. Yeah. Um, so Gunn shows up and interrupts this little uh, session. What's what's that called? Uh, ADR? ASMR. ASMR. See, that's there why I got them confused. So yeah. ASMR. Gunn shows up, and he interrupts this little ASMR session that Angel and Harmony are enjoying together. And thank God, because I was really a little bit worried that Angel <laughs> was about to say, fuck it, I'm just going to drink everybody's blood. You know what? Harmony reminded me how delicious it is. Let's go. Uh, fun fact. Here, I get actually, your lucky charms. Fun fact. A deadly, deadly doe. Tell me all the fun facts, Rex. I actually knew a it. Deadly, deadly doe. <laughs> I am about to leap over this table. But first, I need to grab a steak out of this drawer. Are you going to steak me? <laughs> yes. I, steak sounds delicious. Anyway, <laughs> I actually knew this guy uh, in my 20s. Who would fucking do exactly what Harmony does to Angel to other people who have quit smoking? Oh, that's not okay. Yeah. That's not fucking okay. He's an asshole. He yeah. was an asshole. Fuck but him. he, he would just guy. go on and on about it all, all in that romantic way mm. that she does about blood. Mm. And like, it's like, that, why? What a fucking prick. I mean, if you're far enough out from quitting smoking, that shouldn't really affect you too much. But if you do that to somebody who's, like, in withdrawal, you deserve to get your fucking ankle broken and your goddamn trachea collapsed briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was an asshole. Yeah, that's fucking fucked up. It also so, occurs to me that he might actually listen to this podcast. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> uh, fuck that guy. Fuck you, whoever you are. Hey, I'm being polite and not saying his name. Okay, tell me later, though. I can hold a note for a long time. <laughs> Actually, I can hold a note forever. But eventually, that's just noise. It's the change we're listening for. The note coming after and the one after that. That's what makes it music. So Gunn shows up and interrupts. And yes. uh, Gunn and Harmony are about to have the romance of the century... Until Wesley has to go and ruin it by announcing that she's a vampire, so he may speak freely in front of her. I love that this begins the ongoing joke of him going, can we kill these ones? <laughs> Gun, Do we kill vampires Gun now? Gun smile fades. Don't we kill them anymore? <laughs> he's not wrong. No, he's really not wrong. So, uh, Gun gives them the rundown. Basically, these cloaked vampires have been grabbing people off the streets for a while, and they haven't noticed because there haven't been any bodies, meaning... They're building a fucking army. And turning them into vampires. Wesley points out some... Yep, yep, building an army. Wesley points out someone's building an army. Angel asks the poignant question, but for what or why? Cut to, my friend, the truest of all evil. A pyramid scheme motivational speech. M multi level marketing. 
fuck this. Yeah, seriously though. <laughs> Some fuckface named Doug is running a vampire Doug. pyramid. What kind of fucking evil vampire name is Doug? Careful, the uh, the manager of this facility's name is Doug. Yeah, but he's not an evil vampire. Okay. Presumably. And also he's not here right now. So yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck Doug. <laughs> Because uh, he's running a pyramid scheme where all you have to do to have success is uh, all you have to do to have access to the blood bank of humans provided by this pyramid scheme is to turn two people into vampires and kidnap one human to donate them to the herd. I may yes. have accidentally slipped into the Bloodhole <laughs> Emporium voice because it's quite fitting. That's about how good the deal is. Yeah. yeah, sounds like really bad math to me right out of the gate. Yeah. It's like, aren't you going to run out of food kind of quick? Yeah, I Why think Why don't you, you make it two and two? Right. And then, uh, whatever. I guess it kind of has a buy one, get one kind of ring to it. Yeah, and then you only go up your, your next level if the fucking peons you spawned get two of them. That's bullshit. That's yeah. a shitty scheme. That's a pyramid scheme for you. I mean, hell, I would rather, uh, you know, they go to selling shitty knives. Right? Yeah, at least. Or fucking herbal supplements. At least you get some knives sake. out of it. Right. Because you're never going to sell them, let's be honest. No. <laughs> and uh, cut back to the Hyperion. Uh, we're Gunn and Wesley are, ma are marking reports of missing people on a map of L.A. Triangulation. Also that, Harmony and Cordelia muse about how they're not exactly where they thought they'd be in life at this point in time. <laughs> Boy, howdy, I hear that. <laughs> no, I can't relate. I don't know what they're talking about. Not relatable I content. I accomplished everything I set out to do. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. I feel personally attacked by this relatable content. <laughs> so, Cordelia finds the symbol on the Department of Justice's website, and it's a logo for a defunct pyramid scheme by Doug Sanders, who came up missing after the feds caught up to him. Yeah. And just as she pulls up a picture of Doug Sanders on the website and a list of all his known meeting sites... Harmony wants to see, too, oh, and leaning over from the other side of the desk, spills her cup of pig's blood all over the keyboard, which, which of course, of course, it has to fry the whole computer. It lets the blue smoke out. Yeah. And once you let the blue smoke out, it's it's done for. I really, I don't think it fried the whole computer. It was just the keyboard, and that was one no, explosive the keyboard. The It fried the keyboard. There are sparks that came out of the monitor. And the, the computer was dead. Okay, it looked like it all just came out of the keyboard to nope. me. It fried the whole fucking thing because that's how movie logic yeah, works. Yeah, it doesn't make a damn bit of sense to me, but okie dokie. Fucking hate that trope. <laughs> now, if it had been a laptop, it could have made a little bit of sense because... Yeah, but it still wouldn't have happened that fast. Right. Mm. Harmony confides in Cordelia. She wants to be better. She doesn't want to be an evil fiend anymore, I guess. Wesley demands that she be removed from the room, and Cordelia's like, come on, Harm. And Wes has to get a cheap jab in with yeah. a fitting nickname. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! It's kind of a cheap, yeah. cheap jab, Wes. And also, notably, as he picks up the keyboard full of pig's blood, he says, oh, bloody hell, <laughs> as he shakes the blood <laughs> from the keyboard. God damn it. Yeah. Both ironic and pointless since yeah. the keyboard is fried, but you'd think you'd just want to keep the mess as small as possible at that yeah. point, and he's just shaking it everywhere. Whatever. So in the front lobby, 
Harmony has a pity party for herself. And she's like, you've got friends. I don't have anybody who understands what I'm going through. Cordelia is like, hey, wait a minute. Ding, 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 ding. Idea. We're going out. We're going to go somewhere where someone can tell you what your destiny is. Yeah. That's how this works. I know somebody who might understand what you're going through. Cut to. Caritas. Where Harmony sings badly. Oh, God. Is it badly? Oh, so badly. And uh, just so that we got as much mileage as possible here, we made sure that Lauren got a few jabs in on her name as well. Yep. Cordy says, so uh, what do you think? And uh, Lauren replies with, I think your friends should reconsider the name Harmony. Ha <laughs> ha! Hell! <laughs> oh, Harmony sits down with hope in her eyes and her spirits lifted from the simple joys of karaoke. And Lauren crushes it. Crushes, crushes it under his well-dressed heel. And in, in a way, in such a way that only a man as charming as Lauren can. Yeah. She says, so can you help me? Um, no. Nope. Nope. (laughs) I can't help you at all. Informs her that... uh, Quote of the day, Harmony says, you're supposed to do some mind mojo. Show me my path. Well, you're already on it, my little cacophony. (laughs) Only I'm not your travel agent for this trip. Brown eyes here is. Stick with her and let your pal be your guide. Here's the real quote of the day. I fucking love Harmony's stupid little lines. (laughs) Lauren walks away and she looks at Cordelia and says, cacophony. That's pretty. (laughs) What's it mean? (sighs) I don't know why I love that so much. Uh, All of her stupid little lines. No, she's funny as hell. (laughs) She is funny as hell. Anyway, enter Gun and Angel. Yeah, it's like, guys, let them have a fucking night out. Right? Well, I, it's it's serious, though. It's super serial. Cordy, we need your help. All the kidnappings are happening in a 10-block radius, and we need you to drive around and see if you can have any visions of the red bird. And she's like, okay. Fine. Hey, Harmony, are you going to be okay here? She's like, yeah, which version of Candle in the Wind should I sing? Both of them. Why not both? Why not? Oh, my God. Gun, gun. My favorite fucking part of the scene is Gun asks for clarification that they are going to kill the cult. Hey, hold up! Just so we're on the same page, when we find this vampire cult, we are, we're gonna kill him, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I don't think he's wrong for asking. No, I don't think he's wrong at all. At this point, I think it's prudent of him to ask. Yes. Are these vampires that we're killing, or are we going to paint their toenails and give them sponge baths <laughs> or whatever it is we do? Do they need a back rub? <laughs> Would they like a nightlight? Would they... A bedtime story. How about a, a cup of tea? A cup of tea. Or coffee? Do they yeah. want coffee instead? I would just get a nice cup of pig's blood, yeah. Shoulder to cry on. Cut to the street. Yeah, where we get a very dramatic strutting of the team down the street. Oh, look, Harmony's here. But... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the fucking camera shot. Fucking doe-eyed look on her face. I'm one of the good guys now. (laughs) They slowly pan one by one to the left. Even Cordelia's like, "Uh, Harmony, what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) And she's like, I figured out where my place is. I'm one of the good guys. Ah, Collective annoyed look. Cut to the car. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly that. That's everybody right there. Um, Everybody. Gigantic sigh. Except Harmony. (laughs) So Harmony goes on and on in the back seat. 
is sitting between uh, Gun and Cordelia or Angel? Uh, no, Angel's driving. Right. Yeah. So Harmony Angel, goes. Angel and Wes are in the front seat. Right. And Harmony's going on and on about how no wonder she was so bad at being evil because she was meant to fight evil. My my favorite fucking part, though, is that the whole scene, Wesley is, like, pleading Angel for help. Like, like how do I stop this? Like, how do we get this, <laughs> this woman to go away? I think that was part of it. But I also think Wesley was implying that Angel needs to tell Cordelia that this can't be a thing. Well, and my favorite part is... Angel turns it around on him. It's like, no, dude, you're the boss. Like, I can't. My hands are tied. Wesley's like, but I, she won't listen to me. I can't do anything. Welcome to my life. <laughs> and uh, so they pull up to this out-of-business theater that says, closed for repairs on the marquee. And Cordy is uh, super sketch on this bird statue, uh, yeah. whether or not it's the one from her vision, because it's not red, until Angel goes and somehow manages to turn on the red neon lights next door at an electronics store, which makes well, the bird red. He said that the electronics store forgot to turn on their lights, so I'm suspecting that uh, the light wasn't on. He walked in, the store was still open, was like, hey guys, your light's not on. And they're like, oh shit, here, click. Sure, that's, that's a theory. That's that's my headcanon. It didn't seem like anything would really be open at that time of night, but okay. I mean... You know, it depends on how late it is. I didn't hear any breaking glass, so let's go with that. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he maybe he's celerity to his... Maybe he can also squeeze through super tight... Um, maybe he can turn into fog and slip under Well, doors. he's been able to get into other fucking places he's not supposed to be able to get yeah, into. He's like fucking, fucking locked cars. He's like Batman, only better. He's got this. Doesn't really matter. Wesley decides that... Angel and Cordy are going to take the front. Wesley and Gunner are going to take the back. And hey, Harmony, you can guard the car. Yep. And she's a little too excited about this. Like, murderously too excited. It's like, if anybody touches this car, I'll rip their throats out. No, no, no. Nope. No Bad. killing. Bad vampire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just maim them. No, stop it. I mean, but if they're trying to take the car. Right. Uh, like, can I have just a little maiming? <laughs> but also if you like hey no killing then wh what if a vampire tries to take the car well that's not killing right, but that's like, but harmony she would be like oh i can't kill these yeah she's... bye well i'm sorry they took the car they seem to really need it well i don't think they really needed her to guard the car i think they just wanted to keep her out of the uh, way so it obviously. all works out <laughs> So after they clear the air that she is not to murder or maim anyone, yes, everything's good. Angel pulls Cordy aside to tell her that Harmony absolutely cannot work with them and warns her that she'll turn on her eventually. Yep. And Cordelia is not okay with this. She's like, why? Because you did? And uh, Which, well, you know, that's a valid fucking point. It's slightly valid, but there's some... There's a hitch in, in her reasoning here. Because Angel has a soul. Yeah. Uh, that didn't stop him from betraying her. So that, that kind of fucks his argument. Right. But also, he didn't ever try to kill her. But actually, no. Like, it doesn't fuck his argument. It completely, solidly sets the argument. Yeah. Because, like, hey, I'm a vampire with a soul, and I still screwed you over. She doesn't even have a soul. What's the likelihood that she'll screw you over? It's got to be more than what I did. Right. 
Yeah. Okay. You're saying it actually is in good favor of his yeah, argument. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Good point. And uh, <laughs> good. You were arguing in favor of the answer I wanted. Excellent. Yes. Then I like it. <laughs> no bias here on L with Angel. Yes. <laughs> My man. Uh, same episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, quote of the day. Cordelia says, do you know how scared I was? You were on your way to becoming jealous again. Imagine what could have happened if you'd gone nuts and slept with Darla. <laughs> Angel says, oops, you know, I would never do that. <laughs> and uh, really, the real quote of the day here goes to Angel's eyes. And this man, this man gets a fucking Oscar for his eye movement on this line. Yeah. It was hilarious. And I'm like, yeah, he kind of didn't have much of a choice but to lie on that one. I would never have <laughs> ever slept with Darla. I mean, he could have told her the truth and been like, yeah, see, I can have sex and not lose my soul. Yeah. And it would have been fine. It uh, just can't be good sex. <laughs> right? No, the sex was great. He just didn't love her. Yeah. It it's got to be meaningless. It was hate sex. As long as it's hate sex, it's fine. Next line. So you know what that means, Cordy? Hey, <laughs> hey, huh? We uh? we're pretty uh pretty hateful towards each other. I mean, you hate other. me right now, right? Oh my God, this is problematic <laughs> at best. Oh, he is, however, a very pretty man. We are cis white men. Okay. <laughs> so there's still a place in this world for traditional research. Solitary soldier such as myself recognizes that a free exchange of intelligence benefits the common struggle. Also, I brought in your mail and newspaper. <laughs> Wesley and Gunn come back from not having found a way inside. Angel pitches the idea of him trying to go in as a spy, but that won't work because he's too well known. Yeah. Cordelia says, Hey, what about harmony? Um. Every time I say Harmon, it just makes me think of uh, Ace Ventura. Humans and animals can live in, in harmony. harmony. I forget which. Yeah, whatever. Ace Ventura. <laughs> um, Chicago. So they're all like, oh, fuck. Oh, that's fucked. Even Harmony is like, oh, fuck that. But then they all realize it's the only way. It's the only way. Conveniently. And actually, I think it's kind of clever. But... And I, I predicted pretty well, much yeah. what happens. I was like, I think Harmony's going to be too dumb not to be taken in well, by this whole pyramid She's scheme. precisely the target. Precisely like, the demographic. And I don't just mean that as like her character and being the target of this MLM vampire bullshit. But like the trope of the kind of character she is, those are the people who fucking join MLM companies right like they're the fucking bread and butter of that shit yeah so yeah let's uh you know but i'm giving harmony the benefit of the doubt yeah maybe I mean, she'll be okay everything will be she, fine she might be dumb but she can still be a trojan horse <laughs> yeah so let's give her a shot cut to around back yeah and uh you know after a few minutes longer than it should have taken harmony um she finally comes back and lets them all in we well, get a we, quick we, shot of her sitting and watching Doug talk. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell the look on her face. Well, oh, she's she's done. They're all fucked. Yeah. They're all fucked. She's definitely buying into it. But <laughs> it's kind of... 
it can be argued that it was an ambiguous look on her face. We're not sure which way she's going to yeah, go, okay, but we sure. fucking know. <laughs> we fucking know. And so she's leading them in and she's like, uh, yeah, I saved the day. And, uh, I'm so grateful for this opportunity and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. She like pointedly makes an effort to not shut up the whole time that they're trying to sneak in and ambush right. a bunch of vampires. And uh, I don't get why they didn't try a little harder to be like, shut the fuck up. All right, Wesley, you can fucking stake her now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then finally they're like, this is kind of suspicious. Where are the vampires? A little, little suspicious. And hey, we're on the stage now. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. She's like right behind you. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah, there they are. Not There's everyone. Not predictable at all. Okay. Um, so Harmony sells them all out just like that. Doug and his cult followers all surround them. <clears throat> and he praises Harmony for being so productive after only having been a member for 20 minutes. Yeah. Which, to be fair, that's pretty good. Yeah, actually, not bad. Better than the rest of those dipshits. <laughs> yeah. And they're all clearly outnumbered. Uh, Doug casually tells them to drop their weapons. You know, you may as well just, like, drop your weapons, because, you know, Angel, you don't want all your friends to die horribly, now would you? And he's like, well, no, of course not. So instead, Angel, all, ha all Angel has to do is say, all right, fight. Yeah. <laughs> and then they do. They and, do. And they kill all Doug's friends instead. Yeah. No ace up the sleeve, no backup plan, just fight your way out. And they win. I have I have a couple of questions here with this fight. Like why the fuck is Doug a challenge for Angel? Uh cuz he was wearing the white robe. <sighs> That's how it works. I think that's just disrespectful to the character <laughs> <laughs> to make this fucker a challenge for Angel. I mean, have you seen Angel? The show, not the character? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's not the most consistent thing that ever happened. Obviously, I know. Um, they they uh, had to have something seem like a challenge for a moment. During the fight, though, we get a quote of the day. A badass line from Cordy that I really loved. Because uh, Cordy and Harmony are fighting. Harmony gets Cordy down on the ground. Cordy points the crossbow right at her throat. Yep. And Harmony's like, ah, that won't kill me. And Cordy's line is, no, it'll just hurt like hell. This is the one that will kill you. And pulls out a second one. And, and she's got a second one. Yeah. Oh, badass. Yeah, it's a great badass moment. I also had a quote of the day here. Um, from when Doug and Angel are grappling, I just thought it was hilarious how much they're making fun of multi-level marketing right, yeah. in this episode. Because Doug's like, why are you working with these humans, Angel? You should be maximizing your inner potential, empowering your vampire self. <laughs> <laughs> Only moments later, knocks him down, takes his own axe away from him. And chops his head off. Yeah. In a really... Literally decapitating the uh, organization. In a, in a really shitty display of special effects. They really cheaped out. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of off-screen dustings where they literally yeah. just dropped some fucking gray right, guys, talcum powder. Guys, we, we don't have 
a budget per se for this per episode. Se. This is definitely a filler um, episode. <laughs> Harmony's working for free on this one yeah. as a favor. <laughs> we needed somebody, you know, Willow too. Everybody's working for free. You're okay with that, right? Sure. Fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking Cordy lets Harmony go. Right. I just kill her already. Well, hold on. So Gunn and West struggle with some green robes and they manage well, to yeah. they manage to unlock the cage full of people. And then Angel knocks down Doug and decapitates him with his own axe. Yep. Harmony tries to be like, it's not personal. I'm just evil. We're still friends, right? Cordelia's like, yeah, no, get the fuck out of my city. We're not friends. But then lets her go. Yeah. But the very important line, no, we're not friends. Uh, see, there's a theme yes. coming around no, full circle in this episode. Just being able theme. to being able to say we're not friends is a very important thing. Boundaries, everybody. Boundaries. Cordelia is pretty good with them, frankly. Um, I have things to say on that, but we'll get to it. We'll next get to scene. it. So uh, Cordy lets Harmony uh, back away slowly up the stairs and then warns Angel not to make a fucking peep about it. Not a peep. Which I don't think he was gonna anyway, no. but just in case. I think he's been learning. Yeah. Well he's been he's, learning. He's never been particularly dumb, but he's had a few moments. Oh, right. He's had he's had some moments. Cut to the hotel where uh he has some moments. Yeah. So yeah. A pretty big moment actually. We- Wesley and Angel are having a sit down and talking about the situation and Angel's going on about how he understands that he has to give Cordy space. And pop open office doors that he didn't give Cordy space. He took space away of her closet. It's now full of stuff. He bought her all fucking sorts of clothes. He did, Yay. in fact, buy her all sorts of fucking because, clothes. Because, you know, when when somebody that you love and respect and you have wronged, when they set a, a healthy, solid boundary that you should respect, the smartest, best thing you could do is... Ignore the boundary and bribe them with clothes. Well, first, inform your boss that uh, you completely understand and accept that she has every right to feel the way that she does and that you're willing to give her the time and space that she needs and then completely step over that boundary. Yes. Behind his back before that conversation. Yes. Yeah. I see. He did exactly the right thing. (laughs) I'm glad we agree. Because, you know, nothing cures ills between friends like clothing yeah shopping 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 shoes 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 shoes. oh my god and uh having a gay man's taste nothing like a little homophobia yeah to as the cherry on top here to make sure that this all ages like a fine wine (laughs) or like a very cheap wine um wesley of course looks quite displeased but can't really say anything even though we all know that angel has officially already fucked everything up by bribing cordelia for her love and forgiveness and by stepping on wesley's toes and going squarely against all of his sage advice about how to deal with cordelia uh or rather how to deal with having completely betrayed cordelia that being said I mean, look how happy she is, though. I mean, yeah, she is really happy, and she has been poor for a while, and 
she does need clothes. Gifts are a legitimate love language. Um, I don't see what the problem is. One of the things that she was legitimately pissed about was that he had gotten rid of some of her clothes that were left in the hotel. I I forgot to mention that line earlier, and uh, I was a little confused by that, and it made more sense when it came back around at the end here. I was like, was she really upset that he gave away some of her clothes? Is that that big a I deal? Mean, clothes are important to Apparently. her. So, okay, you know. That's fair, I guess. Give her that, I guess. All right. Um, Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, 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 give me more! Nights, I shall give, walk give, in here. Hold on. You've got something here, huh? How'd you feel about this episode, Josh? Well, first, I, I want to start by saying I think Cordy's choice to let Harmony live was a really stupid choice. Yes. And she realizes right here and now at that moment at the end of that fight scene that her friend is dead. Yeah. This is not her friend. It's not that she just stopped being friends with her. At least I want to believe that Cordelia is smart enough to have had that realization, even though she didn't explicitly say it. But her friend is dead, as Wesley tried to explain to her when they were having happy friend girl time, painting each other's nails. He's like, this is not your friend. This is a disgusting demon wearing your friend's body. Yeah. And uh, but then she lets her walk away wearing your friend's likeness and memories. But. Um, I suppose this is all just a metaphor about how she should recognize who her real friends are, like Angel, maybe, who may be toxic, but But not... But at least he buys clothes. But not evil. There's a difference. That is true. And, like, we all need to accept that we're toxic sometimes, some people more than others. And I think Angel realizes that, and... Another thing I didn't get to say at the beginning of this episode is they are really letting him have it. And I do still have a little bit of sympathy for him. I'm like, man, this guy's been through so fucking much. He beats himself up all the time. And that's what his whole flip out was about. He was actually trying to protect them, which was very much one of his toxic traits that blew up in his face. But from an outside perspective, I feel bad for him having to deal with this twofold blowing up in his face. He already feels bad about what he did, but that doesn't mean that he shouldn't still also have to deal with the consequences. Right, exactly. And it it's, sucks. It's but. important. It's important. And you cannot grow and heal from any wrong that you've ever done unless you're willing to admit that you've done wrong. And without having to deal with the consequences exactly. there have to also be consequences exactly. to enforce and reinforce otherwise you'll be like hey i can just get away with anything and i never have to I grow mean, i think that's why i'm so fucking annoyed at the very end of this i'm so fucking irritated that he just buys cordy clothes and she's fine with it i think like that's he's that's gonna come back around i fucking hope it there's does, gonna be because... more about this because the way they left it was very cliffhangery. Wesley is displeased. Yeah. It was not a sitcom ending. And he... This is going to come back yeah. and fuck him. And I mean, obviously, Angel hasn't won over Gun either. Right. Like, there's he's only managed one third of the fucking process. So, like, he's obviously not done with atonement. But 
I do at least appreciate that they are trying to make it so that the character... I can imagine in a lot of other shows that if he this had happened, it would have been like the next episode, everything's fine and back to normal. And it's not. And that's great. Yeah. Like, it, it can be kind of annoying, especially when they have episodes like this that's just filler. But I do like that they're having him actually legitimately have to deal with this. Yeah, and and that brings me back around to how I felt about this episode. I don't think it was 100% filler. I think it was a lot of filler. I, I'd say 15% of it was legitimate episode. That's my, that's my I'd number. say 35%. I really liked what they did by bringing up Harmony and Cordelia's old friendship and using it as a as a metaphor and a comparison for how far Cordelia has come as a person. Yeah, that, that is nice. And oh, it, it really and it helped move forward some character development about where we're at and coming off from with this whole process of Angel uh, maneuvering back into the group and everybody dealing with the fallout. I, I hate you because what you were saying just made something click into my head. Uh-oh. And it pisses me off because it just changed my opinion of this episode ever so slightly. Go on. This episode does a really good job of <laughs> comparing the difference between Harmony and Harmony's fuck-ups to Cordy versus Angel and Angel's fuck-ups yes. to Cordy. Yes. And the difference being that if Cordy can... Let Harmony go, then she can forgive Angel, because at least Angel is trying to make amends. Angel has hope. She and didn't. Harmony had no hope. <laughs> yeah, that was the whole metaphor and That's allegory of the episode. Really good. They, they brought her in for so that. So mad about that. They brought her in for that comparison specifically. I didn't. I even put it in the mom synopsis. It's okay if there's. Basically, there's a difference between toxic and evil. Toxic, you can work through. Evil, you just can't. Yeah. Um, well, fuck. And sometimes you got to figure out who that applies to in your everyday relationships. Sometimes you got to just move on. Yeah. Because you realize a person can't change or that they're not trying. Sad truth. Yep. So uh, I'd say all in all, I I fairly enjoyed this episode. I like crossovers anyway. I honestly, I just I didn't really enjoy this episode that much just because it it was fluffy. It was was fluffy fluffy. as fuck. I thought the premise was just kind of dumb and Harmony's character grates on me. Yeah, it just I (laughs) I can't I can't stand those the airheaded bimbo-esque dumb kind of trope character the the fucking pyramid scheme annoyed me more than harmony oh that that annoyed me too but i did and that was definitely i found a lot of humor in like oh it's a pyramid scheme yeah but it's evil just like real pyramid schemes yeah (laughs) And just like real lawyers' offices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. What's your quote of the day, Rex? I'm giving my quote to Cordy because uh, she doesn't always get the good one, the good uh, badass action hero one-liners. But uh, 
No, it'll just hurt like hell. This is this one is the one that will kill you. That one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that was fun. That I'm was fun. I'm giving that one to her just because like she deserved it. She deserved to get that that quote. Oh, definitely, definitely. What's your quote of the day? I'm gonna have to go with Angel when Cordelia says, "Imagine what could have happened if you'd gone nuts and slept with Darla." And he says, <laughs> "You know, I I would never do that just because." The, that was a runner-up for me. Yeah. The look on his face was priceless. Absolutely uh, priceless. Another honorable mention for me was uh, Lauren's cacophony line. There you go. I would have to say uh, one of my runners-up was Gun. Hey, hold up. Just so we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. When we find this vampire cult, we're going to kill him, right? Gun was criminally underplayed in this episode. Absolutely. But yeah, lots of good shit. Yeah. Guess what, everybody? This has been another episode of Ale with Angel. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. If you want to support us uh, without paying any money, you can uh, write us a review on iTunes. Tell you what, if you do that and you actually write us a review, we'll throw you into a, a contest to win a free hoodie. And uh, if you'd like to support us with money, you can head on over to www.beerwithbuffy.com shop and buy some of our shit. We've got lots of fun shit like hoodies and T-shirts and mugs and uh, some other stuff probably. Or if you want to cut out the middleman entirely and just donate to us because you love us that much, head on over to patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy and uh, give us, uh, throw us a buck or two, maybe five. Why not? Why not both? Why not? And uh, if you ever have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. Or you can call us. Leave us a voicemail at 269-743-0783. You can also text that phone number. I'll respond. I've always wanted to catch a phone call while it's happening and just answer it. (laughs) But I would have to leave my Google Voice on that number. Yeah. And then I don't get things from my actual Google Voice. So one of these days I might just make the switch. You know, I could probably do that. Because I don't have my I don't have Google Voice set up for my phone at all. One of us are definitely going to do that. Big old shout out. Last but not least, thanks to JJ Treadway for all of our opening, closing, and transitional music. This has been Ale with Angel. I'm Josh, and I'm Rex. Have a good night. Counter speed, Rex. Reeves be with you.
wait, what have we done? Why are we watching this? 